Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hi, survivors. This is Erin Hartz, and tonight I'm talking about such a serious topic, and I'm going to say something so bold, as you've already seen in the title, the words that I didn't feel like I could say on a podcast, but I'm going to say them anyway because they have such a truth to them for me, and this is the reason I created this podcast was so I could say things that were true for me and help other people excavate those parts of themselves and those feelings that society has stopped us from feeling because we hear so many contrary voices. I went through an experience today and got to the other side of it, and the words that came out when I was crying was, my mom doesn't love me. And I went through my tapping exercise and cried really hard saying that today. I even tried other things like, does that mean I don't love myself? And I went through that. But no, those did not resonate the same way as my mom doesn't love me resonated. Today, that inner child of mine needed to feel the feelings that she felt as a little kid. She needed to have me hear her that my mom doesn't love her, that that wasn't how a mom was supposed to behave, that wasn't love the way her mom raised her. If you're sitting here already and feeling really uncomfortable with me saying this, as I'm assuming probably most of you are, because in our society, it's not okay to say anything negative about moms really, Um, And it's this idea that every parent loves their child, period. Well, I mean, I get why people say that. And of course, there is like something, there's a connection that happens when a mom has a baby and even a father has a bonding experience with a baby. And yeah, we could call that love. But I'm talking about a deeper love a love that I want for myself and that I deserved as a child that we all deserve from a caretaker. And that kind of love, the way I would define it, is not there for me and my mom. And, you know, if if you're someone listening, you know me and my mom, you know, I'm not trying to just say something bad about her. I know that she has a lot of positive qualities and helps other people and is a very kind person in a lot of ways. So this is not me like trying to diss my mom. It's more that I really want to express this feeling that love in a dysfunctional family 
or codependent love or enmeshed love, that's not my type of love that I want for myself. That to me is not love. So if you're listening and that love feels like love to you, then you get to decide what's the definition for you. But for me, I don't feel love from my mom. And I never have, sadly. She's done a lot of nice things for me, but that's different than feeling loved by her. So that's really what I'm coming to terms with and going to talk about today. And another reason why I brought this up is because I feel like this is a universal feeling. And it's not just about me and my mom. I'm using that as my example because it brought me to these feelings today. But the universal topic that it touches on for me is what is love? Like that's the question, right? Like what is love? What does it mean if we really truly love someone? This is why I really enjoy listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast is because she talks about what she believes love is. So what is love? So for me, my definition of love for myself, which is evolving and changing, and I'm adding to it and trying to study love so that I can become better at it. And so that I can learn how to love my son so that he hopefully feels love from me eventually or sometimes. Um, You know, I can only do the best that I know right now, right? Um, and I came from a family where I didn't feel a lot of love for one of, from one of my parents. So I'm already working at a deficit here because I was trained to that love was caretaking or that love was enmeshment. What, what I mean by those things are like love is driving you to your piano lesson. Love is cooking dinner for you. Love is watching out for you and telling you to stop when you're making a bad decision. So, I mean, some people would agree that that's love, but I think that love is when we can accept someone else for their faults and we can respect their boundaries of who they want to be and we can listen to them and try to understand them. And so those three things are completely not there between my mom and me. And so that's why I say that she doesn't love me, which I know it's 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 so hard for me to say because it really is a bold statement. And I know that if she was listening to that, this she would be really upset by that. But like that's that's kind of the point too. It's like that's why I don't feel love is because I don't feel understood or like she wants to try to understand me about a lot of things. And it's like we can't show love if we're not able to hear other people. We can't show love if we are so defensive that all we're doing is defending ourselves when we're having a conversation rather than trying to seek for understanding. So, I mean, I'm not great at this and I'm still practicing it, but those are the things that show me love. Like I know I have at least two people, probably more, but there's two people in my life that I feel like truly, truly love me. And they're people that we have boundaries, like we don't get in each other's business too much. Like, and if we do, then one person might apologize or um, the other person might say something and they listen. 
I feel loved by these people because I know that I don't have to be completely perfect and that they're going to remember that I have good intentions and that I'm generally a kind and loving person that we can still have arguments. I've disagreed with both of these people, but when we argue, it doesn't feel like love has gone away. It feels like we're just not seeing eye to eye about something. It doesn't feel like they think I'm crap or I think they're crap or we don't have any hope that we're ever going to get along again. Like there's always like a hope there and a, and a basic love there. And so that's what I'm looking for as I move forward with all my relationships, because now thankfully that I've had this example of what real love feels like, I can look for it in my other relationships. Because before five years ago, I really didn't know what love felt like. And one of the friends that I met in the last five years, she's a really loving person and we just had a lot in common and um, we just really, really love each other. And I can tell how much she loves me. And the love I have with her is a friendship and it's strong. Um, and I know that it's it's worth something because so far it has stood up to differences and all that. So I wanted to share the story of kind of how I got to this feeling today because I feel like my inner child really wants me to share this story and I just feel really pushed to share it, even though it's really taking a risk because I certainly don't like hurting people's feelings and I don't like hurting my mom's feelings and um but this is not about her. This is about me expressing my feelings and that's why I started this podcast is so I could express my feelings and share my truth. So um yesterday I went out to dinner with my family and um it was a nice dinner. I thought it was great and then I totally started overeating today and just shoving food in my mouth. And I was like, huh, I'm not really feeling that great, I guess. I'm, I, there's something going on with me. You know, that's the sign for me when I start just eating when I'm not hungry. Like something's going on. So around five o'clock today, I started journaling. And what I found out was I was actually really mad about something my mom said yesterday, <laughs> which I'm laughing because this is not new. Like in the last five and six years, maybe longer, actually, maybe seven years at the end of my divorce, even um, I've started, you know, before that me and my mom pretty much got along really well because I was in major denial about the fact that our family had some dysfunctional patterns. And until that time, me and my mom got along. Yeah, great. Like I would rely on her. I would talk to her. Um, she helped me a lot when my son was really little and she, cause she loves taking care of babies. And until I went through my divorce and kind of saw how she treated me when things were not perfect in my life, that's when I started realizing that I was only good in her eyes if I had checked these boxes of society's norms, like married, check, had a baby, check, has a job, check, you know, like those kinds of things. And when those fell away for me, I felt like there was a lot of resistance. So 
these last few years, it's been hard for me to see that I feel like when I'm around my mom, there's just a lot of criticism. And so anyway, she was at dinner and she sat next to me and it was, you know, not super comfortable, but it was, I was having fun. It was great. She only said one thing really pointedly to me the whole night and that's what stuck with me. And so she asked me if I had gotten a contract renewal for my job and um, I answered her and said, yes, I had. And that's the trigger right there. And that's what I was so angry about tonight because in the past, I've realized since the divorce and I've gone through some periods of unemployment because I've been a temporary teacher for all these years. And so every year I'll sign a contract and then, you know, it's over and I've uh, switched schools a few times and it's just the way it is right here because there's a lot of people in this area wanting teaching jobs. And so I've gone through these periods and I've had to come to terms with it on my own that, you know, I don't have control all the time over if I have a job or not. Yeah, I have a master's degree as a teacher and I have years of experience, but that doesn't always mean that you're going to get a job, you know, and my mom has a different way of looking at that. And she loves worrying. She believes in worrying. She thinks that worrying helps things and she does enough worrying for the both of us, I think. And so I've really had to have faith in the last few years and believe that I'm going to be taken care of by my higher power and that I will have a job of some sort. I will make enough money to make ends meet. And it has always worked out. Like somehow as a single parent, I have made it work. God has helped me make it work. And I'm not worried anymore. Like I've gone through the roughest times. I'm even more qualified now than I ever was for different jobs. So I'm feeling pretty strong that I'm not worried about it. Even if this job I have right now didn't get renewed, like I could get another job and I have so many interests in different things. Like it's going to be okay, you know? And so when my mom asked about that, it just, she has this heaviness to the way she asks things. And it just feels very, to me, it feels very contrived and like she was just sitting there waiting to ask me about it. And I was asking myself, you know, why does that bug me? Who cares? Right. And I'm sharing this because I know we all have these triggers, especially with family, right? When somebody asks you something and you know that there's like all this stuff behind it and there's all these reasons they're asking it, or at least that's the perception we have when people do this, you know? And so I realized that part of this is on me, like probably the biggest part is on me. And I asked myself, why do I let her have power over me? What is that? You know, like, why do I care what she thinks? And I've really tried to let go of that in the last few years. And in general, I have, like, I really do believe in myself now. I don't really care as much about what she thinks. But today, you know, that still bugged me. Like, why does she feel like it's so important that I have this job? Like, what is it to her? Like, it's none of her business in some ways. Like, she's not supporting me. I've never asked her for money. So why does she feel like she has to uphold my job status or... I, just, I don't know. It just, um, it feels really heavy. And I feel like if you've ever had this happen with somebody in your life or a family member, you know what I'm talking about. You know, and the people that haven't had this kind of behavior from family members, um, then maybe they don't know what I'm talking about. But um, it made me feel 
crappy. And it just came down to the fact that I was reduced to my self-worth was having a job. And if I didn't have a job, then my mom didn't think I was worth it. And, you know, maybe she would say that was so not how she feels, but I think it's just that pattern. It's something stuck in our family system that we're only worthwhile if we're making money or we're only worthwhile if we're using our degree to do something. And I know my mom a lot of times has, um, she truly is scared about people that want to be artists, you know, because you're a starving artist and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I think it all comes out of fear. Like, it it's sad that hurt people hurt people. And because she's not able to dream and follow her dreams because of fear, possibly, um, just as I wasn't until just a few years ago, she has to stop me from enjoying mine because she's so fearful of what could be become in the future. You know, like, what will I become if I don't have a job? Like, that there's not any jobs around. And I want to come back around and just again say that I'm sharing this because I feel like it is a universal feeling and I want to learn the skills of how to love and how to listen to my loved ones so that they can feel my love for them. I hope that I can learn those skills so that my son feels loved and I hope that I can be a better friend and learn how to love and someday have a partner and and love him or her really well. If you liked the episode, share it with someone and rate and review so that I can have more people listen. Okay, take care. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.